0: Hello and welcome to SoFarscape. A fun-filled Farscape fancast by a fervent fan. And a frankly fascinated first-timer. I'm Kaki. I'm Kay. And, and this is the, the story of SoFarscape. Gabe. This this episode...
1: This episode... Okay, shush, um, shush, phone. Phone, be quiet. No, I know you have something to say, but you're not going to say... You don't have to say that until late. Oh my god, my... my phone!
0: What just, are you doing?
1: Okay, but I had a little thing prepared for next... Uh, I'll, oh. I'll, I'll figure it out. Okay, there was... Okay, we're going to have a clip later on. Mm. This is a spoiler. We're going to have a little clip later on, but apparently my phone got really... It's all just chaos today, isn't it? Yeah,
0: that's great. Thank you for joining us for episode 407, John Quixote.
1: (laughs) Yes. I think this is quite appropriate to be the one where I just completely lose my shit at the beginning, and
0: nothing quite seems to go right. Fair, that makes or sense. Yeah. Is it all a plan? Is it all a plan? Well, I have my doubts. Um. <laughs> <Okay>.
1: <laughs> uh, you know me quite well, so it is. It is quite fair. Yes, we're doing season four, episode seven, John Quixote. Yes, and okay, so. When I arrived here for the for the recording yes. uh, your boyfriend was still here uh-huh. and I was very excited but unfortunately <laughs> no he had to go
0: and pick up a kitchen machine I
1: was heartbroken mm. that he that he sort of broke the spell of only watching like the soup's weird ones
0: Yes okay well this is kind well it's not soup's weird ones but yeah I mean I think the first thing I said is like oh it's going to be one of those episodes as soon as the Yeah at which point did you say that um, I think we started that as soon as the uh, fairy tale castle came into view, or something. Yeah, that would be it. <laughs> I think. <that's>
1: what... <laughs> hey, let's see
0: what our uh, what our beloved listeners have sent in, because obviously mm. this was quite a popular episode. When I it came can out. well imagine. Video games, hell yeah! But when the reality in virtual reality gets too realistic, problems occur. Can they find the green door? <gasps> and we find out that lifts have strong desire to go sideways. Thank mm. you, Going Metal Seven Ninety Nine. Trapped in a
1: VR game, not everything is as it appears. King Arthur and Patsy, yes, I noticed that as (laughs) well, must seek help from some mostly familiar faces to kiss the princess and escape. But beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Down is up, up is down. Follow the path to Fairy Town. Thank you, Marky C. (laughs)
0: Yeah, so that that whole Fairy Town thing that didn't really come back, did it? Well, oh yes, we're jumping into the episode. Sorry.
1: So let me p- tell you a bit about the production history of this episode. Okay. So, first of all, pretty significantly, this was written by Ben Browder. Oh, okay. Yeah. His second episode after Green Eyed Monster, mm-hmm. where he had, in the same way that with Green Eyed Monster, he had the mandate to get Aaron and John together. Now he had the mandate to get them apart. Okay. But at the time of writing, they weren't sure whether this was going to be episode four, five, six, seven, or eight of the all fourth right. season yet. So they weren't sure whether this was going to happen before Aaron arrived back on Moya.
0: Ah, okay. Right?
1: That was all still being pieced together as the as the series was being written. So it kind of had to work in, in all these circumstances. And unfortunately, that wound up meaning that at the time that this was scheduled for filming, the set department was largely unavailable, or at least the set department was available, but stages mm. weren't available. So no new sets could be built. Yes. And so, yeah, stuff like... There probably were versions of the script with Fairy Town in it, but there just wasn't any opportunity to do to, that. To build that, yes. Like the main set where everything takes place—that that that sort of boudoir—is mm-hmm. from actually a few episodes ago. From what was lost, that was yeah.
0: what, what Grazer used as her boudoir. Uh, and they just put Christmas baubles on the bed frame. Mm-hmm. What was the set with the, the the checker room floor? The checkerboard floor. That was the same one. Oh,
1: yeah. It just the first time you see it, it's got a it's got a table. On it. Yeah. And then Dargo's there.
0: Yeah. Right. And then the second time Dargo's still there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then
1: it's also used as the as the bedroom for the for the Princess and the Ogre. Uh, and okay. y- you can tell because it has these sort of reverse ziggurat stepstone diagonal ceilings.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I wasn't really looking at the ceiling, so that makes sense. Yeah.
1: Okay, cool. And, and the, also the
0: Sydney Olympic Park parking garage. Whoa!
1: In beautiful Sydney, Australia, which is where Farscape is filmed.
0: Whoa! <laughs> Kay, what?
1: how did you pull that? Yeah. <laughs> no, but
0: I've, I've, how do you remember that? Well, they've used it twice before now, uh, or one, at least once before, but uh, it's a memorable and... episode.
1: Yes, yes, that was, that, that's very good. That was, uh, oh, uh, Won't Get Fooled Again. Yeah. Also featuring Lani Tupu in an yes. unusual role. I mean,
0: there were more. I'm just blown away. This, <laughs>
1: did you remember that it's Olympic Park, Olympic Stadium? This is amazing oh well i can just cross that one off from my
0: notes (laughs) well okay yeah i mean weird facts sometimes cling around in my head like taking up space rent-free you know
1: very very impressive what's your boyfriend's phone number
0: i don't know anybody's (laughs) phone number (laughs) I I i mean i used to know everybody's phone number now i know two my parents phone number and my own yeah that's about it. <laughs> Actually,
1: I know two as well. My phone number and my last phone number. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've had this phone number for
0: like 20 years at this point, so no. So
1: have I. <laughs> okay, wow. I mean, now I'm yeah. impressed. So this was, I mean, for, for a lot of the fans, this was a, 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 a nostalgic tour de force. Hmm. Like, even though Jewel had only departed the series for a few episodes now. Yes. Because Tammy McIntosh landed a role starring in uh, All Saints, uh, oh. a hospital drama. Okay.
0: Okay. And she was like, oh, it's better than this, or this is going to like run on its run its end, or
1: well, I guess it's like, steadier
0: work, better pay." She,
1: I think she'd been guest cast most of the most of the season. I mean, it, you know, yeah. a, a, a young actor in their prime, they seize the opportunities that they can oh, get. Of course, I'm sure
0: no, that- no I'm, I'm not blaming anybody. or like holding it against her. It's just I know. I'm I just, just wondering what the motivation was. I mean, I guess yeah, hospital series in in Australia. It's uh, Maybe career-wise, that yeah. was more what she was uh, going for. Although, I can't
1: imagine that on all sides, they gave her as much opportunity to use her gymnastics as uh, she had on varsity. No,
0: probably not, no.
1: But she loved coming back and playing with the kids again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, it opens up with uh, Sukozu who's taken up cigarette sales. Uh,
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, she does look like <laughs> that.
0: The sort of 1920s cigarette girl. Who makes Scorpius an offer to play uh, John's chess game. Yes. Which she apparently has picked up rather quickly. Do
2: you know how to play?
0: Shana, in the meantime, is also playing games because she scored some like weird-eyed. I thought, first, I thought it was like a Rigel puppet or something that she had, uh, but with little lights in it. But apparently, it's oh no, this one's porn, and uh, yeah, and then there's a game that she gets to play for a moment. She grabs it and uh, like completely zonks out while John is like reminiscing about Aaron, yeah, and then she's like, no, 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 come on, come on, come on, you got to play, you got to play, you got to play. Crichton, where are
1: you? You have got to see this. Tell him about Scorpius.
0: No, I know you. Crichton, we're having a small problem with Scorpius. You've got
1: to try this one. Hang on a sec. <laughs> And he's play, mid-com play, play. with yep. Dargo, who says that there's a problem with Scorpius. Yes. You know, because Scor- uh, Scorpius
0: has said to Sukhozu, you
1: know, if you open this door...
0: We could play properly. Mm. And she is like, we definitely know that she's got a bit of a lady boner for Scorpius. So, Oh, yeah, she's got good taste. Uh, and then, yes, it drops right into a scene which I think is the same set as the underground tunnels on uh, the, the archaeological uh, planet. Arnesque, yes. Um, yes. I think you're right. I mean, I'm not
1: entirely sure because it's also possible that those were in... I mean, that was filmed in Middlehead, and I don't know whether the sets were built there or whether they just had bits of the hallway. I don't know entirely,
0: but it's supposed to stand in for Scorpius's gamut base. Oh, yes, that makes sense, yes. We see our uh, PK tech girl there. Yeah. Yeah. Blink and you'll miss her. Yeah. We get a reprise. And then Scorpius shows up going like, ah. And of course, as of, right at the last moment, in comes Dark. Stark. Stark. Yes. <laughs> Who looks a- very weird with hair.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: His- like I'm, I'm like, is that the same
1: actor? And this is like. I had the same thing. <laughs> I mean, obviously not the second time around, now that I've... You know, no, no. But, but, yeah, I had the same thing. It was so weird seeing him with his, yes. his hair on, and he's carrying Dargo's Mr.
0: Sparky. Oh, that's it, yes. Yeah? The, the big multi-barrel uh, boom gun. And then he looks at Crichton, and
1: Crichton looks at him, and we, we get a few shots with a, a digital video camera with mm-hmm. a very wide lens. There's <laughs> a lot of that. Handheld, it's very... Yeah. Sort of 90s gonzo. Mm-hmm. It's kind of uh, confusing. And we're zapped into... Well, this is...
2: This is weird. Not
1: right. A level from Spyro the Dragon. Oh, that's what it is. Okay. So Tim Ferrier was inspired by... It, like was inspired. What? <laughs> oh, okay, oh, oh, oh. it's going to be one of those episodes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it is. By the kind of games that John would have played in his youth. Okay, yeah. So Fair. working from there, like because he'd bring that into the game world mm-hmm. with him it would be uh, uh, drawn from him so yeah memories of Spyro the dragon it also
0: had this very cartoony 3d kind of uh, look so these my first thought was toontown in disneyland you know that's the first uh, oh. that's the first association level that i got i mean it's it's also that yeah very bright primary colors and stuff like yeah, that yeah 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 a big tower castle with it looks a, a bit cactusy, doesn't it it does a bit yes well, he's staring it up from below. the menorah, which has a serious pruning. <laughs>
1: wow. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just talk
0: about their costumes because I love these outfits.
1: Well, I'm sure there's some really good techno babble. You explaining. know what? Screw the explanation.
0: So yes, he looks like he's part of the city guard, like metal. Yeah, he looks like he's from the 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 Watch from he, Discworld. Yes, yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> it's like he's like he's cosplaying a Watchman. It's got a shield, which he immediately ditches. But he keeps the sword. So yes, Chana. Like, what's she wearing? It's like it's almost like a little pirateer outfit. You know, cabin boy yeah, outfit. That's good. That's kind of the vibe I'm getting off it, with a floppy hat.
1: Yeah, one of those like sock hats that one wears yes. to bed. It's like, it's like, like a sleep helmet. Those, it's a
0: wind sock, but uh, in hat form.
1: Yeah, and she's got like long sleeves and gloves on because. Okay, more well, behind t- the scenes yeah, stuff. She was
0: touching everything again. <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> well, she had a lot to do this episode. Oh, yeah, that's right. So uh, as he was writing in weekends and evenings and lunch breaks, mm-hmm. Ben Browder went around to all of his crewmates to sort of poll them and like ask them what they wanted in an in an episode like this. And Gigi Adgerly had been saying that she wanted to do some physical fighting, she mm-hmm. wanted to play with some swords, she wanted to be involved in a story from beginning to end. Okay. And so I took her at face value and said, okay, well, I'm going to put you in this story and you're going to be there the whole way along. Are you are you cool with that? you Are going to be in makeup a lot?
0: That's a good point, yeah. Because normally, she,
1: I, I don't think she, that she'd work the full schedule that the the other actors would. No, I
0: mean, like, what did she say? It's like, it took, like, three or four hours of makeup to get her uh, that, yeah, yeah. to get her done. And, of course, yeah, if you do it like this, then she only needs the face. Uh, yeah. And she could do more physical
1: stuff without, you know, rubbing off on everything all the time. Yes, well, very good point. Or when she gets too sweaty, as, as she talked about once before, that she looks like a melting ice cream. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, yes, at the top of the tower, we hear the call of the princess, which is a wonderfully goldy-locked Aaron. Help!
1: Isn't she amazing? Yes, <laughs> who has
0: the most terrible Southern Bell Australian <laughs> accent that you can imagine.
2: <laughs> Would you let the master know that we have a gentleman caller?
1: She kept that secret from from everyone, except for the director, until they got on the set. And then she did it in front of Ben Browder. And he just, he lost it. He absolutely lost it. And she knew she nailed it.
2: They were so scared about what I was going to do with the princess. I was like, I've shown it to Ben. I've shown it to Tony. They like it. This is what I'm going to do. Yeah, I loved it. The second she said, I loved it. And it made it was so nice to see you laughing. We get to a point a little bit later on where you couldn't actually keep a straight face while I was on camera and you were doing offlines for me and it was just fantastic to see you corpsing.
1: I wanted to write you a comedic piece. Mm-hmm. I wanted to write something so you could show that you show how brilliantly you do comedy and I think you've achieved it beautifully. It's just dead funny.
2: I actually got the oh, premise of from playing around with my makeup artist Troy. He always used to do silly voices for me. And one day I just decided that I wanted to do a combination of the Princess Bride, you know, inconceivable. And I wanted to do a bit of Mike Tyson in the South in a princess's body.
0: That's kind of describes it kind of well, It is. Yes. So, yeah, they have a little discussion about, like, what's going on here? Yeah. And she, Chana's like, oh, yeah, well, this is, like, the beginning and uh, we have to, like, go through the game. Yes, because normally you just say, I went out.
1: Let's stand it over right. Try again. I want
0: out. But no, no, something has gone wrong and they are locked in the game. Stark is the avatar of the game who
1: mm-hmm. uh, invites them in and helps sort of puzzle out what's going on. He looks for the manual, he opens a drawer, finds
0: a goose, obviously. Well, yes, I, I mean, I, I thought it was a great visual gag, even though I don't know what it's referring to. He then found a golden egg afterwards. Yes, well. no, that I did yeah. notice, yes. I mean, he does get a TV on his head first, and he's got a little antenna sticking out of his, or a bit of electronics sticking out of his skull.
1: Yeah, that he better just sort of leave in there, because he's going to hurt himself worse. There's a Max Headroom version of him on a sideways television. Oh, yes. My name is John Crichton. Crichton, the most notorious criminal in the known universe. Your mission,
2: should you choose to accept it, journey to the source of evil.
0: Evil, discover the darkness. Err. There is a little bit of discussion about Chiana and I think the origin of the game, like where she got it. Yeah, I
1: think she just picked up a, a box of toys at the last of commerce planet right. that they went to because they were returning back to Moya. Okay. And she was going through the loot. So it, it's, it seems to me that she would have
0: bought these. Right. Um, okay, so it's not like, I mean, I wasn't sure if there was like a, a plot arc with like this game being crafted by someone to get at them, you know, I... Wasn't entirely sure if that was or was not going on there.
1: Yes, this is uh, this is a really interesting question. I want to I want to ask like what were your hypotheses? So I mean, there were they, it was sort of reminiscent of Maldus's targeted right right yeah uh, the, the, uh, the, illusions previously yeah with the shop. That
0: portrait is one of me own works. Resembles you, don't you think? And that's why I thought I'd missed a little part of the discussion. At, I think it was during this scene. Where there's a little bit of talk of what's going on with the game and about the avatar and and the interactions with all the different people. So what we get is that
1: Stark, the actual Stark, Mm -hmm. uh, sold like a neural scrape, like his memories, to someone called Yachty, mentioned only once, who was a game designer, who apparently fashioned a, a game out of the memories that Stark donated
0: okay, so that that was yeah sort of thing that I missed then. Uh, right and it goes really quick yeah uh, like I have to really watch for it this time around
2: Some questions who's the designer of the game UT new Your template
1: yours truly and an infusion of the dead John Crichton's memories excuse me you saw my memories yeah so I I suspect, this is this is my hypothesis now, that what we're seeing is an unfortunate interaction between Stark's unconscious resentments toward, toward John, mm-hmm. that was also included in the game, probably yeah. not intentionally, and that probably nobody experienced until John, the actual John, entered the game and yes. interacted with that, that resentment. That makes sense. Right? Short-circuiting the game or right. you know, bringing up aspects or levels that otherwise would, because the game doesn't
0: want to let him go now. No, it tries to hold him in. You say you were on a transport pod, alone. Mm. Just you two? That's not very smart. That leads me to the question. Because at first I thought this was like all John productions, and you just said the same thing. Because like the game, the the it's supposed to be based on things that John would know. So yes, how would that like interact with Stark? So what? what,
1: Well, Stark uh, had memories of Talon John. Of a black shirt, John. Yeah, he helped him cross over. Mm. Some of which were.
0: Oh, of course, yes, that included. Would have, yeah,
1: in fact, that was one of the brilliant clues. When uh, no, 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 no. Let's go through it. I'll, I'll keep the spoiler for later. I'll keep the spoiler. Let's okay. go, go through it a uh, bit by bit because the entire episode, the entire clue, is now given away by Stark when he reads a sonnet. Mm. Ben Browder called up Paul Goddard and told him, "Hey, I'm going to write you a sonnet." And Paul Goddard said, yeah, well, fine, because he he didn't think that he'd be able to get that through the, the writer's room. You uh-huh. know, David Kemper would wrap a fight. But no, there in the script, he had a whole fucking sonnet to read. And he did that just because he wanted to see Paul Goddard reading a sonnet, because he has this magnificent facility for taking this heightened language yeah. and just delivering it. Okay, yeah. In father's space, beyond the knowing charts, the horrid human and his band appear, and though they play today at different parts, the core of subtle truth beneath is clear. The path of choice may draw you dark and deep, where flesh to form doth keep the dream alive, and if the way your compass cannot keep, some pearls of wisdom to thee do I give. Your quest is for the princess fair to seek, the one a human's fleeting love did rend. Bring forth the sword, and through the darkness peak, one loving kiss amends, and there's an end. And if we shades with taste do not agree, a door of green shall set your senses free. That was great. What was that? But so all the clues for what's going to happen are already in there. It's uh-huh. really quite brilliant. But because we're so overwhelmed and confused, we don't notice. So he tells the, uh, uh, the our, our heroes, uh, John and Chi, that the main thing is... Find the princess, up is down.
0: Yes. And kiss her. Kiss yes, her. And if you don't want to kiss her, go through the green door. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they're also that. And then he puts on a wig and a
1: sort of cape.
0: Yes. And, and he m- vanishes. M- and he vanishes. And there's a little, uh, yes, a grim fairy tale is what we see on the book. <laughs> uh, not the brother's grim. Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was a fun a touch. Uh, there's a tiny little red door. They go through the door and bam, they're in the parking garage. Yeah. With space van, like... I mean, I was, I was more thinking, like, the mystery machine. Exactly. That's what it kind of looks like. But it's kind of like rocking and shaking. And, like, they don't know the first rule, apparently. Like, if the <laughs> yes, vans are rocking, don't, don't, don't come, come a knocking. Nothing. But no, no, no.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's got these... These sort of neon green and orange prints on it, a handprint, like an eye in the middle of the hand, like palm readings your fortune, and some righteous bong smoke from inside, and a big bloke. I am Po Zatuzan, 10th level Delvian priest, blood kin to the Paisa who beat Scopey's ass. This is director Rowan Woods. Oh, okay. Director of, I think, the previous and the next episode, Mm -hmm. who... Was told by Ben, "Hey, I got a role for you. Mm. All right, you're gonna play Zan." <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "What? <laughs> yeah." So he went from like he, he shot this in two days. Before and after that, he was he was shooting parts of the uh, the next episode, so he mm-hmm. had to be excused early so he could get a little bit of sleep before his 3 a.m. makeup call. Yeah. Then he was slammed in a van, driven across this parking lot. <laughs> but he shaved his head for the role. Cool. Yeah. yeah. And this sort of harkens back. It's a it's a fun little reference to one of the earlier treatments for Farscape when it was still called Space Chase, mm-hmm. uh, when the sort of mother figure of the crew would be a male Buddha like. Uh, oh
0: yes, I think you've talked talked about that at some point. Yes, yeah. I heard Rockney
2: yeah. saying yesterday that originally Zen was supposed to be a man. I found that enormously <laughs> interesting because I thought, oh yeah, okay. People in the seventies used to mistake me for a drag queen all the time. Oh no, I don't believe it. <laughs> yes, they don't did big six foot manly thing. I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, well, I love no, it. No, the truth
0: is, yeah, Zan was uh, Zen was going to be a man. He was going to be. A blue sort of Buddhist, sort of priest, and too many men. Though I'm not quite sure what advice he gives. Oh, no, he helps him get the, sh- the shard out of his head, isn't he? Yeah, he basically kicks him in the shins, knocks him out, and then pulls the shard out of the top of his head. Yep, and then has to uh, heal him because he's in a he's in a bad way. Yes, which
1: he does by milking his breast. Yes, it's milk time, baby. I'm inside Luma for the cure. Oh. <gasps> Yes, which
0: first time comes out with acid and it's like, yeah, which, which Shana spots and it's like, oh, well, yeah, it's, it's very video game-esque. It's all shot like, oh, now we're here in this level. Now we have to do, go do something. yeah, uh, And like, oh, try the other one. OK, try the other one. Other one works better. Uh, uh, and John is brought out of it,
1: but he's not in a very good state. And so Zan abandons them.
0: No, well, he starts driving off with them in the back of the van. Oh, yeah, there's that. Uh, and then, like, yeah. It's a weird I,
1: split screen.
0: Yeah. That, I mean, it's it's weird here. It's even weird later when there's a fighting scene and it becomes really confusing and you can't really watch anything that's going on there.
1: Absolutely overwhelming.
0: Yes. And it's not just split screen. It's also compressed, I think. Yeah, they kind of smash yeah. the screens together so they didn't do a pan and scan on it. But, yeah, they roll out the back of the van. Vance goes teetering off. And there's another trail of golden coins, Leading which leads toward- to the Black Knight. Yes! <laughs>
1: None shall pass. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Check this out. Brave Sir Knight, I am King Arthur of Camelot. This is my loyal vassal, Patsy. Bollocks, you're a pimped-out, arrogant fleshy who wants to use my road where none shall pass.
0: Right. Rigel is, like, guarding the way through the parking lot. I love his armor. It's, it's, it's almost... Darth Vader esque samurai esque. I was going to say knight. samurai, yes. like that's what,
1: what Darth Vader's helmet is, is has derived upon, from. Yes,
0: but it suits him so well.
1: It like does work. This, I wonder if this is actual like historical Hynerian armor that maybe mm. John or oh for that matter Stark has uh, has come across because very it well possible. Looks like a brave little knight, and they go, "Well, he's not going to move very fast. Yeah, we so can just go,
0: walk around him."
1: Aha, not so fast
0: says Rigel he spins around and I hope that's the exhaust of his throne sled <laughs> no it is
1: not oh no he, this version of of Rigel is farting
0: hydrogen right so we actually get a shot of yes okay fair enough I was just like yes now I, I can see the Jeep now and it's more than like a fraction of a second and oh yeah, my god yes you, yep that's no moon <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so a bit of quick action from Chana, who dives in and goes for an improbably long slide. Yeah! Uh, stabs Rigel, causes him to explode. Boom, problem solved.
1: Nicely done. Like, she even uses John as a distraction. Like, tells yeah. him, we we'll
0: go this way. And, oh, nope, she's gone the other way. Yeah, John crushes one of his uh, answer balls. It's like, he got three balls from uh, Stark, which allowed him to uh, ask three questions, which are... You know, not really used. No! It's like... They're not useful at all because
1: Dark's face appears in the flames Mm. and tells them the same clue that they already have. Right. The tower's up, but up is down. Follow the path through the fairy town. Later! Stark, you get your
0: ass back here now, or I'm going to come kick your lily white! But they also ask stupid questions, but... Yeah. Yeah, Because they don't know how to proceed. Yeah. So, kicky, uh, kicky ovary. Oh, there's the hatch here underneath here. Storm drain, stomp it, and suddenly they are down in the party room.
1: Yeah. With sort of ball cage hanging from the ceiling, which I'm not sure if that's Natira's ball cage that John was strapped on top
0: of. Uh huh. Okay, so now that's two Chianas, which I thought was kind of cute. Yeah. And, and it has, of course, Jewel. Both
1: it. of whom are screaming that they are to be eaten. It's my turn, it's my turn. Whee!
0: Mm, yes, and Dargo uh, wearing a very a slimming outfit. Actually, like usually, what he wear, wears makes him look bulkier. but yeah. uh, he is cooking there's giant lollipops all around the room, and it's the same room as the uh, yep the, the earlier scene with Stark was in, but yep. it's just been redecorated now.
1: And now you can see the floor; you see all the uh, yeah right the checkerboard pattern. And yeah, uh, he's sort of like a, a ginger witch kind of figure, right? Something like
0: that, yeah. Like, they go like, are you the troll? It's like, oh, no, no, he's not the troll. And he does do a little bit of ball dangling there. I'm, just to be clear, he does a Donkey Kong. <laughs> well. Right? <laughs>
1: ball dangling means something quite he different. dangles from the ball. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's what a lot of people think about when, when they talk about ball dangling. Oh, you. Uh. So I listened to the the commentary track of mm-hmm. this episode, which had Ben Browder and Claudia Black. And Claudia Black was being a very good uh, sort of crewmate and like constantly asking him sensible questions because he was so excited about having written this episode and mm-hmm. wanted to tell her absolutely everything. Talks over her a lot in his excitement. <laughs> and so here she came to the question now. OK, I'm very impressed with this. Now,
2: getting Anthony Simcoe to do comedic stuff, that's really hard. How did you do it? <laughs> <laughs> what
0: yeah that was not difficult at all no I was <laughs> going to say that, you had so much fun in that other episode won't get fooled again Yeah, here's the thing okay what we need are some chains uh, my quota blade just a little squirt of lecture oil and oh <laughs> Gianna <laughs> Gianna <laughs> yeah she wants to watch <laughs> oh no it, like, it sounds like he just loves doing that kind of thing. <laughs> it's, it's his jam. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, uh, they, it's not too hard. Like, there's a little discussion about going to kiss the princess, and he's like, no, no, we're not interested in the princess. We just want to find a green door. And oh, there is one. There's a green door. Oh, goody. Like, runs over there, and just as John opens the door, Dargo tongue lashes uh, Chana into yeah. unconsciousness. And so it's only John who comes out of the game.
1: Yeah, I thought this was pretty mm. brilliantly done. Because mm. he comes out of the game... And talks to, uh, continues to talk on the comms. Yes. Because it's uh, it's nice and quick that way. Crichton, where the frill are you? Oh, I was just trying to get
0: home, NEM. Hey, you guys got a problem? Scorpius. Just do not tell me that he has escaped. He has. And there's a command carrier on the way. Now, had you figured it out at this point? Let me check. I had, at this point, I mean, I had my suspicions initial suspicions because if you look at the Gif's there is a clue that he's still in the game Uh, okay let me have a look see it's
1: where if you look at Dargo and uh, Aaron Aaron? and what are they wearing
0: they're wearing I can't can't quite tell in the Gif Uh, they're wearing their season
1: 3 outfits
0: ah okay the way uh, Stark would have seen them, yeah,
1: exactly. Fair enough, yeah. Uh, including a, a sort of a ponytail wig. Erin's got a, or, or Claudia's got a, what's called a three quarters wig. So the front of her hair is her own, and mm-hmm. then the rest is bound up. But yeah, this this was kind of brilliant, and also like, there's no Narenti, no no Sokozu.
0: No, so this is only a really short scene because John immediately goes back into the game to go get Shanna. To get Chiana. So, out. no, at, at this point, I I mean, no. At this point, I probably hadn't got it figured out yet. Like, I remember it's in the scene just before they get into Scorpius's... Oh, sorry, into Pilots' Den. Mm-hmm. You know, around that time when I, I was just like... Of course, I already had suspicions, but then I was like, hang on, this is probably still in the game. That's oh. entirely fair, because, like... <laughs> This was this was written with the idea
1: like half our audience are very genre savvy mm-hmm. and they know this kind of gag. Yeah. Right. Star Trek's done it. Everyone's done it. Of course, yeah. But the other half has never seen it. Yeah. And so he felt very like conscientious about it. Like the clues have to be there, has to be on the surface, it has to be figure outable. Yes. But you also have to move fast enough not to give the game give, away.
0: Give them too too much opportunity.
1: So they he goes back. Finds everyone asleep. Uh, yeah. Chiana and Jewel asleep, and the way to get them out is to complete the game. So he asks for another one of his clues. Stark is under the cloche. Yep. In the, I learned just from you today. That it's called a That it's called that when you exclaim that. It's it's one of those metal, keepy-warmy things that people put over fancy plates
0: of food. Yes. It's what the uh, butler lifts away from your plate uh, to uh, reveal the food that's underneath.
1: And he's there on a nice bed of, like, kale and leafy greens (laughs) and... Oh, one of those frilly collars Mm, from the the 17th century. I
0: guess guess it's a very easy way to hide the hole that his head is poking through underneath the table.
1: I love this so
0: much. (laughs)
1: And he has to go and take the elevator. He
0: gets, again, the same uh, clue. Down is up, up is down. And in the elevator, we have uh, another another Max Max Headroom style himself. Yeah, who sort of complains about being an elevator and...
1: Oh, this elevator sucks. My job sucks, 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 sucks. Day after day, the same, same thing. Up, down, up, down, down. Just once, just once, it'd be nice to go
0: sideways. Just, just... Sideways. Like the, uh, you know, the, the doors being happy to be of service, except now we're talking about the the, the temperamental elevators from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. You got it
1: exactly right. <laughs> because the actor who played Zaphod Beeblebrox yeah. was the head of the drama school where Browder studied. Ah. And so he wanted to put a little Hitchhiker's Guide tribute to the galaxy in there. May. Yeah. <laughs> oh you are on point I missed all this in my first watch <laughs> I was having such a good time like reading all the uh, uh, behind the scenes stuff
0: but yes he, he, he gets asked to go where the grey girl went because hang on so but they say like Chiana but Chiana is there
1: yes but he thinks that's a fake Chiana
0: oh right that's right? it the fake yes jewel of and yes, fake where, where did Chiana go yes yeah. of course yeah um, uh, but, yeah, he doesn't get to go there. He knows he has to go fight the dragon first, which turns out to be a scaron, I think.
1: In a red riding it, hood.
0: Yeah.
1: And he has a little basket full of spare heads that the creature department had lying around.
0: Yes, because <laughs> shortly after that, there's another discussion with the elevator, and then it's a... What's, what were those fireball belts? Chiang. Chiang again. And again, now he has two heads. Yep. And finally, he gets brought to the boudoir. Or where he finds Scorpius and he goes oh, Harvey actually. Yes. It is you. Oh
1: well, yeah. I'm so sorry, mom. I didn't realize you were expecting other
2: guests. That's all right, Harvey.
0: <laughs> well, okay, so that's why I, that, that's one of the other things that like made me a little well, not really confused, but that that kind of cemented me to, to me that like all okay, all of this is drawn from John's memory. Yeah. And that's what you just told me about uh, Stark being involved as well. Memory scraping. That makes it a little bit weirder. So I guess yeah. Yes. So that's why. That basically, that's what I was thinking. Like, so is, is, does everybody see this as people they know, or does everybody else who plays this game see it as John, Aaron, Dargo, yeah, the class? We have. We have no
1: idea how the game is supposed to take place because no. originally. I mean originally the game is one of their adventures, right? Yeah. The the, the base. Like that's yes. one of Stark's adventures. And I have no idea whether the normal normal game progression would take them to this fairy tale area or whether this is just like a deranged code muck-up. Yeah. You appear to have backdoored into a part of the game that technically speaking shouldn't even exist. But it's 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 really interesting to realize, like originally this the, the, the neck the nucleus of this episode was what do our heroes look like to the rest of the galaxy? Yes. what is their reputation because they they have a reputation by now yeah like we remember the uh, the cultists on that space station they knew about Crichton right yeah Cretin. no fair
0: point. <laughs> yeah and we
2: don't know who this Crichton is you know I heard he destroyed a peacekeeper gammick base murdered an entire nabari battalion even laid waste to a shadow depository I was a devil. He raped and pillaged. He popped eyeballs. Oh, well,
1: where, where do they get these stories? Let's set the facts straight. And the thought was that their reputation probably wasn't really great. Because wherever they go, there's death and destruction. Mm-hmm. So there was an early version of this that, that, that Ben was working on, where there was some aliens who were in a, in a sort of Nazi-style displacement camp and sort of telling a story about... The Crichton and the Moyen crew, and, mm, yeah. uh, and then we'd find John was there, and then we'd look around the room and find Aaron was there, and they would like defeat the space Nazis, and he would turn to the the, the child who the story was being told to, tell them John Crichton was here, yeah, right, that kind of that kind of vibe, yeah. and then it evolved into this, but so there is still that that original nucleus. What do people think of when they think of
0: yeah. Aaron Darko? Mm, well, that those, makes sense. Did you notice how Harvey's makeup is different? Well, he's got this weird uh, little leaf growing from his nose, almost like Pinocchio-esque. I wasn't quite sure what's going on there. Zoom in on the on the on the chief with his face cuz like
1: his whole makeup is actually different. Uh, hang on, hang on. He's got like uh, a, a tree bark texture. He looks oh. like a like a birch on his face like he's carved out of wood. He's got these little Oh, so is, he is, is really
0: Pinocchio. So I can see what you mean, now, like yeah, with the bark and the wood and the leaf right? that would make it uh, I'm not a real boy. You know, which also makes sense considering it's Harvey, you know.
1: Yeah. For a for a hot second there, as I was rewatching it, I thought that maybe this was the actual Harvey, but Black teas John's Harvey was already dead at the point that the communion yeah. happened. So the first time that Stark would find out about Oh no no no. He knew about Harvey already.
0: Okay. He
1: gave John advice about about Harvey, an impudent Wraith, hmm. a wasp, he's powerless. Oh
0: yes. Listen to me, the chip's out, its tendrils are dead. The scorpion in your head is merely a remnant, a, a, a an impotent wraith buzzing in your ear. You are stronger than he is, show him. So he did know about it. Could it could have been, oh yes, you're right, so it could have been uh, his knowledge of Harvey.
1: It could even uh, be, yeah, 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 Stark, Stark's memory. But we don't get to dwell on this very long, no. because the, ste- the scene is steeled. Honey! We're out of ice.
0: As Lani Tupu, as the ogre, comes, and shows up.
1: <laughs> Steady on there, meat. We just finished redecorating the last bloodbath we had in here.
0: He's <laughs> <laughs> so great. He's got some horns on his head. He's like got amazing hair, makeup. They puffed his face up a little bit. They've like oh, yeah. Pulled, yeah.
1: He went in uh, he went in full prosthetics yeah. the first time, which he was very, very excited about, and he fucking hated it.
0: <laughs> I mean, at first, I thought it was uh, Dargo again, but uh, no, oh. it's like it took me a second to go like, oh hang on, no, that's Lonnie Tooper. <laughs> it's a little joke.
1: <laughs> oh, he's so good. I know I're so glad to see him on on screen again. yes no I, he he absolutely hated this and like. He originally auditioned for, for Dargo, and so he went over to Anthony yes. Sipko afterwards, and I'm so glad, glad you, got you got Dargo, Dargo. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. So this time they do make it to the green door with the both of them.
1: Yes, yes. There's another green door, and they sort of sidestep this whole sort of ogre fight. You know, originally he was going to have like three foot long horns, uh-huh. like in Time Bandits. There's a, there's a figure with the horns, but then the then he, uh, the creature shop realized that there's a bit in the script where he has to do a sword fight, and they realized, mm, mm, that's not going to be so be
0: well. Very difficult. Yeah. So they
1: gave him the horns from the uh, space goat from Godzilla uh, in uh, What Was Lost. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: But they, they get on board. Situation seems that Scorpius has escaped and is now controlling Moya. Yes or at least making himself a bit of a pest of himself. Now that they've both exited the game, they return.
1: Rally the troops, we're coming in. Dargo and Aaron are waiting for them in, in hangar bay. Mm-hmm. Had you figured it out at this point?
0: At this point I was getting onto it. And I think the reason that I'm what, so what kind of Triggered me on it is was that w- the whole plot of what's going on with Scorpius at this point still feels very video game esque. It like it really, right. It's it it's still almost like fetch quests here and go do this. Also like where did oh no we don't know about the neural net yet. I was almost like where, how would Scorpius suddenly have gotten a neural net? Where where did it, where where the did, did he get that from? Yeah, it's clearly not something that would be lying about. <sighs> Board on more, yeah? This is someone who has a gun hidden in his brain. Fair. Right, but I mean, they know about that now, and you know. Well, they know about the one that he let
1: them know about. He well, probably has no. a second backup gun in True. his brain, <laughs> or um, a second backup brain.
0: Also, I mean, do Moya? I mean, the, I never really noticed the ribbing on Moya. That it kind of it looks almost like ha- like you know hair. The, if you look at a hair under a microscope, you got you got these little, oh scaly yes, plates. Sort
1: of little, how is it called? Like cuticles or whatever? Yeah, but, uh,
0: no, no, cuticles, are the edges of your nails.
1: Yeah, I, it's not follicles. There is a term for like right. the Just
0: overlapping hair scales. Scales, that's, that's the only thing yeah. I can, I can call, I call this them. is
1: a keratin
0: structure. And yeah.
1: yeah, all of these shots were designed to be incredibly familiar. Like when they when they bust into pilot's room because pilot says, "Oh, mm-hmm. Scorpius is, he is here." Feels like a trap. Only one way to know. It's almost shot for shot the way we weren't, yeah, uh, down to the music, which being very similar, the way they they ran in and then pilot had DRDs shooting at them, right.
0: And I, I know for a fact that was the first scene after I wrote down Lakehart is still in the game, so that's <gasps> very good. That's the point where I went like, and uh, yeah, then and then they started shooting, and then that's <laughs> that later on gets confirmed. Yeah, DRDs shoot at John and Aaron because Scorpius has locked his brain to pilots. Have you ever heard of a neural harness? Your pilot's mind is now slaved to my own. Which seems like, I mean, Scorpius is a big intelligent man, but you know, it's enslaving a pilot mind? Yeah. That seems like a weird thing to be able to do. I mean, we've seen him, we've seen him slaving
1: other people before. He did it with Grunschlik. Yeah. Made him bite off his own, his own finger. He speaks pilot. Mm, true. Which not a lot of people can do. But, yes, I agree. Like we've seen the effect that it had on on Aaron.
2: We are closer than any two others on this ship. I still carry remnants of your DNA inside of me.
1: It's not just intelligence; it's just an entirely different form of cognition. Mm-hmm. The, the the parallel processing that and multitasking that uh, the, the pilot species are capable of. Like they have multiple personalities working in concert simultaneously on different uh, processes. It sort of mm-hmm. reminded me on hypotheses about uh, cephalopod cognition mm. and how their arms are largely independent.
0: I how they've already done what they're... Like, the brain only later gets to decide whether or not the brain, the arm did the right thing and if I want to correct that or not. The yes, arms, the, yes, The arms exactly. pretty much act on their own. Yeah.
1: And, and the brain is sort of like a team leader. Mm. But it's Aaron who turns on him. <laughs>
0: Yeah, what did you think? <laughs> what did you think? I mean, Aaron, like working with—I mean, that's, that's okay. At first, I thought like, oh, she's also being brain controlled. That was my first, uh, right? Because it turns out that everybody—you get a brain control, and you get a brain control, <laughs> and everybody gets a brain control. <laughs> because apparently, if anything that he does to uh, Scorpius also gets done to Pilot, so he can't kill him. I mean, I'd say chop his arms off, you know? Who's Scorpius or yes. Pilot? I mean, no oh. pilots can handle that. <laughs> oh yeah,
1: would his arms even fall off? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, difficult to find out. I mean, clearly not something that you necessarily want to do. But Aaron knocks him out, yes. and then he wakes up. Do you recognize it? What did he say? It's essentially like the first time that he met Aaron on oh, uh, right, on Moya. Yes. That he that he woke up like on the floor of an empty cell, yes. lit from above. Uh, Only this time, Aaron's on the other side of the bars, and so is...
0: Scorpius. Yeah.
1: He did
2: it, didn't he? Tagged you with the microchip. You haven't considered the possibility that I was protecting Pilot. The second boot to the head convinced
1: me otherwise. She's being very ambiguous now. Mm, yes. Which, I guess, is sort of the the central theme of this adventure, that he's, uh, Crichton's coming to realise just how over-focused he is on, on Aaron mm. and her sort of changeable nature.
2: What is it with women and change? What is it with women and change?
1: Yes. And is constantly trying to, like, adapt, which is, of course, an exaggeration of how relationships work. Mm. But, I mean, it, it sort of draws on the obsession that he had during her absence.
0: With uh, Aaron, yeah.
1: Yeah, when she was on Talon.
0: So here, when we see him talking to Scorpius, I'm like... Is that, like, Scorpio's nose looks weird. I mean, it just looks a There's bit... There's
1: not a twig growing out of it,
0: no, at least. No, but <laughs> like, it, it looks, like, a bit hookier and pointier than normal. Like, I, I could just be imagining it, or I, I could just be, like, trying to look for clues in, in the visuals to confirm whether or not the, this was still in-game I or I see not. what
1: you're looking at, and I think that's because of a, a slightly different lens choice than usual mm. A wider lens, because the, the bars of the, the sort of prison doors on, on Moya... They're not very widely spaced. No. So in order to see a character's whole face, you've got to get pretty close. and That means a wider lens, and that means
0: distorted features like noses. Yeah, it just looks a bit white and almost translucent. Yeah. Uh, Which, I mean, I might have been over-focusing on that a little bit.
1: No, it's quite possible.
0: There were ongoing experiments with the material that his uh, prosthetic was made out
1: of, and then we get a butt shot. Yeah. Does my ass look big in these pants? I yeah. mean you've got to have those. Yeah. yeah, this is a very good gif that I think a lot of people are going to enjoy. <laughs> enjoy. <laughs> uh, of, uh John sort of rolling around on the on the ground and showing off lefty and righty. Yep. Scorpius gives him a knife. Yeah. So I go for it, mate. But
0: uh, you know, everything you do to me, you do to pilots, so you can not touch me. And like John is really struggling with that. Because he he tries to jab the knife into Scorpius' head and, and sort of freezes. Yeah. And, and like he's, it's like yeah, at first I thought like is he just like Reminiscent of the old days is when he, getting, he had the, the yeah, neural clone getting controlled. Yeah, exactly. Jenna yeah. comes to the sound. Goes like, "Oh, I got the game." Yep, because now in the game they can talk uh, without yep. Scorpius over here because he hears everything. Yeah, he has full surveillance, which is not hard. I mean, no, not on Moya, I guess. It's a it's a large ship, but there are a few people. So they him. devise a plan to draw Scorpius into the game. Yeah, and trap him there. And so
1: John sets bait by pinching his finger and drawing on the ground.
0: And he he draws a dick. It's very obviously a dick (laughs) that he starts drawing in his blood. But it turns out that he's written down the formulas for wormholes.
1: Most of this floor you should recognize. It's an equation describing the behavior of wormholes. Aaron talks to him for a bit. He tells her to go away and summon Scorpius. Mm. Claudia Black was very happy to leave that scent because the stench of tomato juice was just overpowering. (laughs) Now, a pint of tomato juice goes a long
0: way, it looks like. Okay, yeah. Your species has brutal flair. There's only one symbol missing, and I'm just like, I mean, pretty sure, like, like how important can it be? You know, it's like... Yeah. I'm pretty sure you should be able to figure it out from what, you know... I mean, I don't know anything about wormholes, but, you know, if you've got everything written out... Yeah, Surely it couldn't be too hard what, to figure out what that final symbol is. Unless, like, I mean, you could try
1: all the possibilities, but all of them could be possible
0: Yeah, and sub-ideal or wrong. But, and then you, you know, know, if you get, like, a scientist who has, like, some experience with wormholes, they can probably figure out at that point. It, I mean, it's possible. It's
1: also possible that guessing wrong is so disastrously uh, uh, catastrophic mm that you don't want I mean, this is Wormholes we're talking about. We've we've seen what you can do with
0: just some junk and and 20 minutes' preparations. Yeah. So uh, Scorpius comes into the... uh... You're keeping us on tempo. I really appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, this would take forever if we didn't.
1: You know if you kill me... Oh, I don't think that's going to happen, not after all you've survived. Then again, I could get lucky. So John manages to get him closer... Mm-hmm. Uh, Taunts him with the knife Scorpius goes oh yes well are you going to try Oh is it going to work oh, Remember pilot Yeah." And, uh, and, and John goes well yeah still come alone Because otherwise I'll spill enough I'll stab myself and spill enough blood to wipe it all out Yeah. But all of it is a ruse To jam the sort of Existence globule Against <laughs> the side of Scorpius's face
0: <laughs> And now Scorpius is in there with them Which doesn't go as well as he would have hoped. I was just distracted by
1: the fact that John's in his red and black PK jacket again. Oh, that does
0: look very good on him, yeah.
1: And Jelena's there and she's worried because, oh, Scorpius never comes from that side.
0: Yes, because there was a Scorpius in the game. In the first shots, like, Scorpius shows up and now he shows up from the other side. But, no, Scorpius has immediate control. He is like Hackmaster 7592 (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Leet. (laughs) <laughs> and, like, just by looking at the Sorry. game. <laughs> Yu Gi
1: Oh! Hackmaster 4 7. Yeah, you very much.
2: This world means nothing to me. I see through its very existence. John! Well, allow me to show you what I see.
1: And he sort of vaporizes Jelena.
0: Yeah, yeah, immediately has full control over everything. In a swirl of
1: wormhole equations, by the way. Oh,
0: uh, that's what it was, yes.
1: Yeah, same as in Mind Palace. And yeah, that's uh, big trouble for John, who I'm not entirely sure how he manages to exit. He leaves Scorpius with a thing on his face. Yes. Oh, no, it's Aaron who done it.
0: Aaron. Yes, Aaron pulls him out, yes. Yeah. So which is apparently an option. Which we didn't know before. I mean, like you could, so he could have basically pulled Shana out all the time. Anyway, all the time in the first few. I mean, yes. That would have been my first thought. It's like you know, poke it with a stick, and like, yeah, that's the way. Now it's not touching. That's the answer way. to everything. Poke it with a stick. Well, <laughs> no, no, gin is the answer to everything. <laughs> yes,
2: that's <laughs> right. I wonder if you die now, whether your mind will carry the wormhole knowledge with it into the game. Relax, John.
0: Soon it'll be over. Aaron gets him out and leaves Scorpius And we must hurry before he manages to get himself free And she tells him
2: John, I came back for you Nothing else matters, I just Want to be with you
1: What did you think at this point?
0: Well, I mean, my suspicions were already uh, strong towards still in the game.
1: Ah, uh, So I wasn't, I
0: wasn't particularly... Uh, I mean, it's all a little bit too good to be true for Farscape.
1: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like, she's so sort of stone-faced and, and f- deadpan in her delivery. Mm. And you're exactly right. This is what John's realising in this moment. Hold on. Things don't go right.
0: Well, that'll be her first. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we don't (laughs) Of course, we don't have any friends. (laughs) And he reaches into his pocket. He's fondling his balls, and he realises... Why are balls on your brain? You're just (laughs) completely ball-obsessed today. It's it's really weird. So, yes, because he has one of the little question balls left.
1: Yep, he's got a little coupon, and he runs over to Chi to show it to her and tell her we're
0: still in the game. The game, yes. But she's not Chi. No. Did you have that figured out yet? No. Okay. That one one came, uh, uh, but yes, the door, there's there's another green door there all of a sudden, which turns out to have been painted over. And now that the uh, gimmick is up, Stark appears again. Figured it out, have we? First
1: in the guise of Scorpius, with uh, Stark's voice coming out of him. Because Stark originally auditioned for Scorpius. Oh, okay. Er, uh, Paul Goddard. Right, yes.
0: Huh. I think it's, it's kind of like a cute thing. You've got this shot where you see John walking away from the green door, then uh, it looks looks at Stark, and then when he turns back to look at the door, Scorpius is painting the door green. He's, he's yeah. wiped a bit of the green paint off, and Scorpius is, like, repainting the door, which is... Uh...
1: It was uh, it was quite a good little gag. Ben had a, a little sponge with yellow paint in yeah. his, between his fingers, so he ah. was actually wiping yellow onto the door rather ah. than wiping green off. Yes, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> And there, this is a favorite shot of mine. Um, the hangar doors open and
0: the sort of castle, yeah. land castle is, is there.
1: Behind there, it, it looks amazing. I wonder if the set was actually built there now that I'm looking at it. I wonder if
0: it's a green screen
1: effect. Because
0: the reflection is great. Yeah. Well, to be honest, I mean, the, the, the castle, it looked pretty CG. Uh, yeah, you're right. So everything in front of the castle was real, but the castle itself looks CG. So Very yeah. good compositing yeah.
1: then. It had some practice. Uh, so, John and Chi are now returned to the game.
0: Yes, they're back in the behind the scenes room. Uh, it's now Stark who appears on the TV. John has
1: had enough. So, he smashes yes. the TV with a sword, goes off to Big Zan, and distracts him so that Chiana can run him over. <laughs> yes, <laughs> basically. And then Chiana distracts Rigel so that. John, John can, can run him and over. <laughs> and I love John's expression. John's like, yay!
0: I've wanted to do this for so long. So did Tony Tills, <laughs> in,
1: uh, uh, the director, in what wound up being Tony Tills' last episode for Farscape. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's an end of an era. But he really, really, really wanted Rigel to be run over. <laughs> but the, the, the costume department had done such a good job with his armor yeah. that there wasn't a scratch on it. Oh, damn. Yeah, it, oh. was, it was perfectly fine afterward. Cool. Where is
0: it? We get a gratuitous cleavage shot of Jewel. Yeah. Who has uh, a bowl of beans in her stomach. Big beans Make for, for guts that but- yeah, Dargo is enjoying. He is being so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not even Hannibal Lecter. Like he's
1: he's so much more delectable. Yeah, <sighs> I mean, Tammy McIntosh talked about like I was just going back and forth between like. Yesterday, I was a fancy doctor on on All Saints, a very renowned yeah. medical drama, and I'm just not going to think about like what this says about me. That now here I am on my back, sort of orgastically groaning, while I've got baked beans
0: for guts. We get a very interesting shot of Chana, who's like trussed up with an apple in her mouth. Yeah, <laughs> another gratuitous butt shot. Yes, and it takes a little John a few minutes to figure out that oh wait, the one that I've been talking with to isn't the real Chana The other one that's tied up there Is the real Chana
1: He asks her What is Erin's secret Knowing that she knows Because there was a whole thing About that in the last episode Yeah
2: Could you forget that we had That conversation
1: And I thought She, she did such a good job She sort of Turns her head Like an existence When a character yeah. is in a game loop Because She doesn't know The nope. game doesn't know there's, there's, there's no input Can't answer that Yeah because even when, you know, early when when John had asked Stark, like, how did you know about Tekozu? Well, you mentioned her first. Yeah. So how'd you do it? Who helped? You did. You and that tragic brother.
2: Pouring his heart out on his deathbed. Oh, This game has crap he couldn't know. It's crap you gave me along the way.
1: You talk so much. How he knew about the pronoun, I'm not entirely sure. Oh, yes. yeah. But that's possible. But he frees the real Chiana, who now has a slightly rougher tunic, and together they go back up.
0: Uh, yeah, there's the uh, Chiana bashes Dargo over the head with a lollipop. Oh, yes, very good. And they win the fight with Jewel and Dargo.
2: You, you, you really are John cried Can I get an autograph?
0: And with the elevator, yes. Whom John just apparently stabs. (laughs) I mean, you've got to do it one way or the other. We've all wanted to stab an elevator. That's just you, bud. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, sorry. Eleven. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'll leave it to the internet to figure that one out.
1: (laughs) It's time for The Great Duel. We have guests. I'm here for the princess.
2: I can see that. So romantic.
0: Yes, the ogre must be defeated. The princess is sitting on the bed, being all coy, and she and the ogre are having like a classic, uh, a little, little domestic domestic dispute. Uh-huh. yes, I suppose so. <laughs> you always drive people off. We never can have any nice people over. You know um, that kind of <laughs> level of bickering. She's so amazing.
1: Like, and as the as the fight sort of takes place, and it's and it's Chi versus Harvey and John versus versus Lani, and it's and it's sort of in split screen, and she's sitting on the on the bed in this like soups frilly dress. Giving color commentary. Yes. (laughs)
2: She's
0: just great.
2: (laughs) Oh, girl, I can see who wears the pants in your family. We decorating blood everywhere. (laughs) Honey, the butler's dead.
0: Yes, Chana is fighting Harvey.
2: Come on, Harvey, stop fighting like a girl.
0: And uh, John is fighting uh, the ogre in the guise of Lani Tupu or the other way around, depending on how you want to look at it.
1: This fight scene is spectacular. It
0: is, and it's made very confusing because of the split screen where you, you're sitting there and you, you're not really sure where to look. Uh, no, and, and the camera does all these wild, like, upskirt angles for John in his
1: tunic. And yep, it's, it's absolutely bananas until both of them defeat their foes. And now all that remains is for John to kiss, kiss the, the prin- princess. Kiss the
0: princess.
2: <laughs> we are going to be so happy together.
0: Stark kind of tries to, like, throw in a little last-minute, no, you can't do it, then the game will be over. But he does it anyway, and then the game isn't over. No. And Stark goes,
1: well, maybe you need to kiss her again, or maybe kiss is just a metaphor. Oh, yes, (laughs) maybe you need to do a lot more with her, yes. (laughs) Or maybe Chiana should kiss her. Can I watch? (laughs) I like
0: to watch. He's (laughs) such a creep! Yes. She wants to watch. Oh, no. (laughs) I mean, that is a little bit Stark. I mean, he, like... You know, he, he did have that little obsession going uh, over... He really did. Yeah. I mean, Actually, that's a good Mish, point. He and Kreis both get told off by uh, yeah. Aaron in... Uh, uh, what's the episode again? The one on the Death Planet. Yes, uh, yeah. yes. Very good. The choice. The choice, yes. Very good. And
1: savagely, savagely taken down by, uh, yes. by Aaron.
0: So there's a bit of that going there.
1: Which I guess is to, to Stark's credit because, I mean, aside from this vision of... Aaron, which is, I mean, it's not exactly a very sexualized or... No, uh, for, for,
0: for yeah, it's more of a fairy, yeah, a disney, it's more of a disney princess, really, yeah. than a, a sexualized princess.
1: So I, I guess it's to his credit that maybe he's already processed that by the time that he uh, granted yes. this little scrape of his memories. But John has had enough. He climbs up onto the balcony, jumps down, and then just as Chiana had said, okay, that just means the, uh, Level uh, the resets. game resets to
0: the... Yeah, he throws his shield away again.
1: And this time he approaches things a little bit differently Yeah Because he shows that he actually listened to the sonnet That uh-huh. uh, uh, that Stark said
0: And realizing that Eren was not the princess all along Yes Because the princess was hidden, locked away And hidden in ugliness or something like that One, one princess fair Her bro- broken heart by ugliness slave. And that wasn't like Being married to, a, yeah, to the, an ogre the, No
1: Because this was Stark's game hmm and who's Stark's princess?
0: Yes, Zan.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so he finds Big Zan again. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And this time, gives him a good slash.
0: Yes. Big Zan like, bursts open, like he. Uh, splits apart. Splits apart, and Two from weeks. the golden light emerges. Oh, yes. Oh, Zan.
2: Is that really you, John Crichton?
1: How did you, how did you feel when you saw her?
0: I was like, yeah, blown. I was just like, oh my god, they, they, they actually got right. her to come back for this, and probably it, had to shave her head again because it looks. She did not. She did not. This, oh, is, a, this, is, this a, is a skull cap. Oh, okay.
1: One does not. Ask it's, okay,
0: so that explains why we don't see. Well, we do see a sideways angle from her from her. If uh. you'll
1: notice, well, okay, this is yeah. this is
0: unkind to say, but like her neck is a little thicker. Right. Right. Because yeah. the skull cap has to continue to contain the, All uh, the, hair, the hair. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you wanted to bunch up, then uh, yeah. Right.
1: Okay. Uh, normally, yeah. one could in a previous appearance, when she had her head shaved, you could yeah. see the the tendons in the back of the neck yes, where it Yes, that skull. makes sense. Yeah. So I noticed it, but I I tell you what, until I started like re researching this episode, I had forgotten that
0: she came back. Oh.
1: So like even when I told you that that was the last time that we saw, yes, you actually
0: you, were genuine in I the belief wasn't that. With you, yes. No. No. Because
1: I just remembered Big Zan. Right. Yes. Rowan Woods, who is hardcore enough to shave his
0: head for. For what affairs? Yeah, you know. yeah, you know. I mean, for for guys, I guess it's less of a thing. Speak for yourself. Okay. I'm very
1: proud of my my fair, little p- ponytail. <laughs> <laughs> oof. Then again, if I got to be made up like like
0: Zan, I know, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, for for and for any part in a TV series or movies that I would like, I've been looking up to or deeply involved, that in, I would probably go like, yeah, I'll shave my hair head for that. Length. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll shave it all. What else do you want me to shave? Once I get shaving, that's... Well, unless it's a, uh, a Paul Verhoeven movie, probably not very much.
1: <laughs>
0: <at> least... <laughs> oh, sick Starship Troopers shower scene reference there, bro.
1: But, yes, it's, it's Zan.
2: And you For all that
1: matters. And she... I guess she sort of reveals what's, what's going on here. Mm. That Stark maintains some subconscious resentment toward, toward John. Yes. With the, 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 the hopefully incorrect belief that she died for the sake of John. Yes. That John got yeah. Stark's princess killed. And even though like she is, she is dead, this is only the memory of Zan. That's enough to embrace John and, and, and heal this remnant of Stark yes
2: this Stark wishes to keep you here he blames you no believes I died for the love of you a lot of people have died because of me what is it that you wish of me John Crichton a kiss have you wasted my death and the deaths of so many others I don't know then I suggest you find out before anyone else dies for the love of you. No.
1: She asks a very confronting question: Have you wasted my death,
0: Joel? Ah, uh, yes. <laughs>
1: Whoa! When he's he's confronted with just how much he's done and still has to do, mm. there's a there's a whole war
0: brewing that he has a he has a role to play. Has in. A, st- a stake in. And, uh, yeah, Stark's just sitting there, like, kind of watching.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's just the, the, the game remnant. Yeah. And the princess kisses him. <laughs> Claudia <laughs> yes. Black actually gave Ben a hard time.
2: She doesn't kiss like that. She puts ears to ears.
1: So you've got that wrong, oh. Ben. <laughs> and he said, well, you didn't kiss my eyebrow either, so... <laughs> <laughs>
0: so out of the game for real this time and now that now that you mention it yes now I can see because we get exactly the same shot of Dargo Dargo, marching around through the corridor but now he's wearing his current outfit Dargo John where are you I'm not entirely sure right now yes he
1: loved his season 4 outfit because it's a one piece Ah, so So it's basically like a dress yeah So it was a lot cooler than all the others that that he could wear. And I think he walked around like a true Scotsman (laughs) for like extra
0: ventilation.
1: And Chiana is so glad we didn't die. Yes. Isn't that sad?
0: Apparently, that was a a real option. Like, you know, if you die in the game, you die in real life, although not usually, but but, but 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 this is a special situation. But yeah, I love how how Chiana, She's like kind of exhausted, like almost like she's on the come down of E or something, with her hair's <laughs> a little bit frazzled, and she's like, oh, she's, oh, yeah, she, she's quite lovey dovey towards John here. She's very cuddly. She is yes. all over him.
1: I guess that's the elation of
0: another brush with death. Yes, and John goes off to see Granny, who's working in the kitchen.
1: Interesting day. They're all interesting. She's in her one of her lucid phases, which is yeah, always I suppose, nice to see. Yeah.
0: He's even snacking from her, uh, from her mise en place. But only if, yeah, only from the stuff that hasn't been cooked yet. Very smart, John. <laughs> Don't trust the cocaine fairy. Isn't it,
1: wasn't it the other way? Or, okay, whatever. She talks to him about exactly what he, his last lesson was, like mm. this realization, like he has some shit to do. Mm. There's this war brewing. It's, it's Grazer's war, not his, but he has, a, he has a role to play in it and he has a uh, significant distraction. That he's also realized. Yes, like he could have, he could have gotten out of this game a lot earlier if he wasn't so focused on Eren. Aaron. He could have figured out, yeah, much earlier that it was it was Zan's, uh, Stark's princess. Yes, and so she makes him an offer.
0: Yes, here you got this little thing, distillate of something or the other, and it'll make you uh, forget for a while.
1: He's had it before. It's uh, it's mm. Laka.
0: It's the little uh, monopod bug on, yeah. uh, on Arnes. Oh, those, yes.
2: Squeeze the juice me's out of it and stick it up your nose. You get a jolt. Wham!
1: So he knows what it does. You yeah. take a hit and then stuff doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. For a while. And she says not to thank her. Yeah. And she becomes very serious because she hasn't, f-
0: like... Felt like that for someone in 150 cycles, as she says. And is that... That you love someone so much, or that you that you
1: hate loving someone yeah. so much, or that you... D- oh. Very
0: difficult uh, situation there, yeah.
1: The next time we see John, he's walking through the hallway, and Aaron's sitting there, and she asks him, hey, I heard I was a princess.
0: Yeah. And he just kind of wanders along like. yeah so he took the so my, yeah my Ooh. first my, my, the, one, the last thing I've gotten written down is like did he take it and like well yes after you see that yeah. after, after you see this I'm like oh yeah yeah no he totally did <sighs>
1: Oh, It's nice to see that Farscape's back to the brutal come downs, eh? Yes,
0: yeah, no, like, yeah, we, we, have, we have a fun, light hearted episode with a little bit of a. Uh, well, some cosplay uh, and just yeah, some <laughs> video game stuff and a little bit of bashing each other in, and then, like, yeah, no, we can't have, like, an, an episode ending on an upper. No, like, that's. That would not no. be That would not be Farscape. <laughs> so.
2: She gives me a Woody. She gives you, you- uh, the willies.
0: Okay, willies first. Let's see. What there are we? There wasn't a lot of sort of willie related
1: imagery. I, no, I noticed there were opportunities, no. but there was no like
0: sausage or. Uh, I wouldn't say there was no. Right? Let's see. Hard to find a willy here. Wow. <laughs> hey,
1: it occurs to me that we have not explained what this segment is. Since we first started doing it 3 seasons ago, this is where we talk about the things that we that like gave us the willies as in made us a little bit sort of yes. squeamish or whatever or gave us a woody, which we think was thought was great about this episode. You know what? I'm just not going to explain it. That actually makes it worse.
0: <laughs> so, see. your
1: willy for the episode.
0: Oh, I I'm I'm really I'm really struggling to think of something, you know. It's a uh, tough one, right? Yeah. I mean No, I mean I can't even say the plot holes because it was a, just a stupid video game. Right. You know, that's yeah, I can't. Really, I cannot really think of something that really gave me the willies here. Oh wow! Or it might have been the, uh, the, the the baked bean bowl in uh, Jules. Uh, I
1: think that's a safe that's bet. That's fairly
0: willy worthy.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think for me it's going to be. Oh yeah, Chiana hog tied with a, with an apple in her mouth. Like that's oh. no fun way to spend several hours.
0: hours. Yeah, which she which she rightfully complains about. Like
1: you left me here for ages. <laughs> now, by the same token, your Woody is
0: probably even harder. <laughs> Wow! Wow! Now you're just laying it on two things. I know that was on purpose. That was on purpose. Um, I mean, I, th- I think they, I love that they were just like playing the greats. You know, bring back all these uh, yeah cute things that they were just like Jelena, yeah. Zan, Jewel, Scarons, Sheyang. Yeah, all, everything uh, like that. The parking garage.
1: Parking garage. <laughs> <the> parking garage. <laughs> <American laughs> Olympic park. <Stadium. laughs> <laughs> yes, so all it, those classics.
0: So yes, I think I will. Uh, yeah, I think that gets my Woody.
1: Oh God, that was going to be mine. Um, <laughs> I think we th- would- I to
0: say we had joined Woodies before. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, no, we actually have. Yeah, we've had we have shared Willy's and Woodies. <laughs> That's becoming a really confessional podcast. It is isn't getting it? a bit. <laughs> huh. Actually, my Woody, I guess, is going to go to Big Zan. Oh yes, because, I can see that. Yeah, why that is? That was a cool concept, even yeah. And it's played a little bit for laughs, yeah. but it's also played entirely straight faced. And it's got like a director from from Fartscape who himself has like stage experience. Yeah. He's he's a, he's a, Fair. a a schooled thespian. Ooh. But Ooh. like getting a boob out, yes. And, and well, like no, it wasn't, the boob
0: wasn't out. The boob was like it was discreetly covered by you.
1: Yes, that's 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 right. But, like one doesn't see breastfeeding, milking, no. normal body, bodily functions, yes, uncommon on uh, a male presenting person, but yeah. uh, uh, of course, still possible, and one doesn't see that on television very often, whereas it's it's entirely normal and I love Ben Browder's sort of uh, uh, vision for this. Zan was the mother of the of the yes. show, and so like how, what do we mammals associate with motherhood obviously she's a she's a plant, so yeah. it can work differently definitely for her, guess so, but that imagery. Stark is a mammal uh, looks like. Yes, yeah. so so are, so are we. so let's presume so. I I actually kind of kind of loved. Ah, no, hold on. I've just scrolled down to uh, to Anthony Simcoe having the most fun of all of them, beating I think even Tammy Macintosh. Oh he's just having so much fun. I, like, doing what?
0: Uh, okay, what are you doing here? You are disturbing my meal. All of it. Oh, okay. Just him having fun. Sorry. Yeah, no.
1: Sorry. In his his costumes and the lollipop and just dining on everything. Yes, when he's. And then he gets really serious when he's got his normal clothes on. He just makes these weird faces and it's
0: like little eye rolls and tongue pokes. That's. uh, Yeah, absolutely. And that's the story Three, so, so far. Escape. Escape. Yes, please join us next week for another tales of the uncharted territory and the week after that with episode oh, 408 I shrink therefore I am. <gasps> yeah. In, in which John Crichton and Rantey return to Moya to find the crew in the hands of bounty hunters. Crichton must team up with Scorpius to fight them off before the Scarrons arrive. That
1: sounds good, right? <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> These synopsis are usually careful that they don't give away too much, but this mm-hmm. one felt like the kind of thing where you kind of want to see a trailer for that because that's, yeah. that's kind of... Oh, yeah. Speaking of trailers, can you believe that when Sci-Fi Channel aired a trailer for this episode that we just watched, yeah. they gave away the fact that Virginia Hay returns. Oh, well, maybe they wanted like to draw people back
0: in. And that's or what they did,
1: but like that's not what the, what the makers wanted. No. kept her name out of the the credits at the beginning oh yeah just to keep sense. it a a, a, secret. a secret
0: for as long as possible yes now Weren't you going to show me a clip or something at the end? Of- I was just about to okay, do. Okay, sorry, one. I was just like we're now, right speak- at the end of the it, it, show, and I'm like-
1: I was like. I know, I know. Now, speaking of uh, trailers, there okay. you go. That's the transition. material ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> ready. I got in touch with someone who's been listening to our our, our podcast called mm-hmm. Mark Nixon, who runs a podcast called Shadows at the Door, uh-huh. uh, which is a a sort of scary storytelling podcast, but it's delightfully produced it's a queer run it's absolutely wonderful I, I i listened to some of the episodes they have a a a, a, a mini series based on dorian gray oh. recently that's really really excellent yeah and like normally we don't really do sort of cross promotions or plugs because that involves like dealing with real people who are much better at business stuff and i find that very scary yes but he gave me this wonderful news that uh, uh shadow l- l- let me l- allow me to read this Shadows at the Door is an anthology audio drama podcast specializing in atmospheric pleasing terrors. These are full cast audio dramas with immersive sound effects and original music. In each episode the story is followed by spirited debate between hosts Mark Nixon and David Ault. Produced in the north of England, proudly queer run, they have two seasons in a very gay mini-series to enjoy with their third and most ambitious season slated for spring 2023, which you can subscribe for to catch the new episodes as they, as they air. And uh, one of those episodes, called The Case of Reese Harrison, a fictional true crime podcaster investigates a series of unsolved assaults in New South Wales, Australia, where he soon finds a supernatural culprit. A retired detective inspector, Cohen Grant, played by is interviewed Mm -hmm. throughout the episode and even releases his own private footage of what happened when he was protecting a target, whose name is kept secret as well. Okay. And this episode has an all Aussie and Kiwi cast, with the exception of the fictional podcaster. Let's listen to a clip like now and see if we recognize one of these Aussie or or Kiwi actors, shall we? Yeah. At 9.54pm, following a light flickering and then going off at Ava's address, a crash was heard. Detective Grant began recording the video on his phone attaching it to his uniform as he would prepared and rushed toward the scene This is the first time this footage has been released to the public
0: 1026 this is one alpha three responding to a possible
2: one zero one in progress assistance required
1: Good police practice is not to attend a Code 10 a serious assault alone. But Grant was determined. He was armed, and over a long career, he'd been in many dangerous situations.
2: Police! Police here! Shit! Police! Where are you?
0: Reese! It's the police! If you're here, get down now! Leave the girl alone! Reese! Jack! Whatever you're calling yourself, come out where I can see you! Hands on your head! Reese! Whatever you are! On the ground! Now!
1: Grant's phone was damaged as he was tackled by, well, something out of the window.
0: Wasn't that amazing? That was fantastic. It's a free
1: podcast. Anyone can download it. I can, believe you me, I will be downloading quite a lot of it. Mm. This, is, this is absolutely fantastic. Some recognisable names may be showing up in the uh, in the coming season. I've been told it's, it's still quite a, uh, uh, quite Hush a Hush secret. Thing. Yes, yeah. I've, I mean, you know, these are, uh, some of them are... <sighs> I just keep inhaling and trying to sort of talk. Uh, yes, it works sort of, the other way around. The other way around works indeed. Works indeed better. I'm very excited to find out what he's got in store for us and to hear Lani Tupu uh, appear on. So that's once again that's Shadows at the Door. Wherever podcasts are found, and um, please do enjoy. Thank you so much for getting in touch with us, Mark. Because this was this was really fantastic, and a fantastic way also to sort of close out this episode. Because I mean, we got to see Lani again. Yes. So. Okay, let me see if I remember how to do this. You can get, in, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at SoFarscape.com. I, I even... I practiced, okay? Yes, I'm was going. I'm this sure is going to be you've the done it point. like <clears throat> close to 80 times at this point. Okay, okay. You can find us at SoFarscape.com or at SoFarscape on Twitter and Facebook. And... We'd get uh, you your podcast us.
0: from wherever you want your favorite podcasting <laughs> your service. is at sofastcap.com/slash/submit
1: oh, yes. and sofastcap.com/slash/links. Okay, I'm just gonna print it out next time and do it. I'm Kaki,
0: I'm K. So okay. fast, cap, so good. So good.